Welcome to That Plot, though, where we discuss the plot, as well as characters in books, film, and other media, and sometimes even in real life. My name is Charlie, and I use she-her pronouns. My name is Sarah, and I use she-her pronouns. My name is Jean, and I use they-them pronouns. This is not a spoiler-free podcast. The topics we are covering should be listed in the episode description on whatever podcasting service you're listening from. So please be aware of that, and if you don't want to be spoiled, you may want to skip this episode for now. Also, um, we're very politically biased, uh, and we cuss lots, and so the topics we might discuss are also might involve violence, sexual themes. We are talking about media, so this podcast may not be suitable for kids. Which is ironic, because this is a podcast about (laughs) children's children's movies. This this particular episode. (laughs) The the irony here. (laughs) It's not lost French on us. Yeah. What, what are we calling this episode? Underappreciated children's films? I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking sure. about our favorite uh, underappreciated yeah. children's films. Right. Yeah. I don't know what the title is going to be yet because I uh, I don't do my homework before the podcast is made. I, I do mean, all that once, later. I mean, once we came up with some classic titles before. Yes, we did. And that was through the podcast. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Those are podcasts of geniuses. All right. So we're going to start with today's iconic moment. Yeah, I think what we decided on is since the new Beauty and the Beast live action just came out, we can hearken back to the days of yore in yeah. that beautiful animation. And my favorite iconic the moment, animated which is that animated library. Ugh. Yeah, and I, I would didn't want the library. Yeah, I, I would get friendly with a beast for that I library. I was just thinking Whoa. the exact yeah. same thing. I'd be a furry for that library. <laughs> sure, I, why I'd not? Fuck whatever he is. Sure, just let me live here. I'll be fine. You, you'd be okay with getting beast TDs. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I'm such trash. Um, yeah, I agree. I think the library, but there's also, you know, similarly the ballroom scene, the dancing. Oh, well, th- yeah. that's probably I mean, more iconic, iconic to the layman. But no, I mean to, to the layman, layman. But you know, <laughs> fuck the layman. But to us, that library though. How, that library though. How hoity-toity are you to be like, oh, the layman may enjoy that particular <laughs> scene. However, I, a redded individual, an intellectual, an intellectual. knows better. <laughs> <laughs> I really like your Doubt Navi voice. <laughs> Thank you. I did Sorry. watch Maggie Smith. Uh, last I try. Night. I try you to work the layman in, in at least once a day. So you know, <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> Yes, Mr. Bates. Oh, <laughs> bro, stop it, Mr. Bates. Mr. Bates. Oh, no. Stop Miss, it. Wait. Hey, how, how often you guys think Mr. Bates? Mr. Bates. Mr. Bates. Okay. Downton Abbey. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no, Bates. not Bates Motel. <laughs> Mr. Bates, calm yourself. Whoa. It's, Whoa. Like, it's like that's Stop super it. weird. Because it, Norman Jones. Bates just wants to like fuck his mom. Episode, you guys, this is a children's movie episode. Let's get back to Beauty the Beast. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've already library, talked though. about violent and sexual themes. That's so. true. That's true. So. Uh, but yeah, that library though, the thing I yes. found hilarious about that scene is that everything, if I don't, I mean, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen it, but everything before that scene, she's like, I don't trust this dude. He's creepy. This shit's, uh-uh. Bef- and then as soon as he shows her some books, she's like, bitch, bitch yeah, um, yeah, I'll do anything you want. Y'all. I'm pretty sure something there happened before uh, yeah, it's, yeah, something See? there. Yeah, I think something there I'm happens wrong. right before that yeah. moment. I'm Be- because wrong. the the, mo- the most important just when it comes to Disney, it's fine. <laughs> the most important turning point in that film is when crazy. she runs away, is cornered by the wolves, and the beast saves her. Yeah, and and fine. and she doesn't leave him there <laughs> to die. Shakespeare together, yeah, porridge together, and it's lovely. In my head, canon, 
he shows her his fan fiction collection and she just well, he can't even read up to that point remember <laughs> i mean wait a minute he's got that big ass library and he can't read he she can't she read teaches no. him through shakespeare wait a minute Bell. he was a prince yeah. Why no. the fuck could that motherfucker read? He had to do like I, no. matters is it, of state. Like, do we have a canon explanation? Because I would just say that like the transformation to beast and the fact that he's becoming more like a beast is like the petals fall that that would okay have gotten him to lose the ability. I don't know. So in Beauty and the Beast and Enchanted Christmas, which is more like a midquel, uh, they do talk about. Okay, <laughs> shut your face. Don't judge me. It's not like I love that movie so much. I actually, up until I saw Once Upon a Time and that episode Skin Deep where they did Beauty and the Beast, up until that point, I saw Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas way more than I ever saw the original Beauty and the Beast. So my my feelings towards Beauty and the Beast are kind of skewed more than the average bear. But anyway, yeah, so in the in that one, they talked about his hatred for books briefly in that um, he was offered this book um, through his servants, and then that was the night that he had uh, the horrible spell be put on his household and everything. It's just a small kind of reference type thing. It doesn't give a full explanation for it. He just doesn't like to read all right well i just thought i just thought the idea of him until you know, bell taught him immediately losing the ability yeah i'm glad <laughs> he, he does start word. reading though because that would be absolute she starts him off with shakespeare i just can't get over that <laughs> somebody brought that up to me a while back ago and it's just like you know what bell actually him not reading makes the library scene the iconic moment even funnier to me because it's like he's like those pier one imports people that just buy like the fake books <laughs> like they're not, they're not real well, books he didn't like, buy them he definitely inherited them <laughs> absolutely so filled with coupons and mardi gras beads <laughs> oh my jesus you never know. You Expired never know. <laughs> He'd be like, look at all my hair is Now, what's, what's funny is like how excited she is. And he's just kind of like, I don't know. He was pretty excited to see her. You see him before he opens that door. He does this thing. He's like, yeah. Whoosh, and then the door opens. Oh, and he's, like, he's so excitable yeah. in that scene. He's uh-huh. just like, he makes sure that her eyes are closed. He waves his hand over it's her so eyes. Adorable. It's just so It's cute. the cutest so little cute. It's adorable. Scene. That is the cutest scene. Oh. I'll admit that. Mm-hmm. I, yep. So I have no soul, but I'll admit that was cute scene. But uh, the cool thing, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, not about the the library per se, but about the the layman's iconic scene <laughs> with the the ballroom scene. <laughs> the cool thing about that particular scene was the fact that that was the first time that Disney used computer animation. I was gonna ask you that. Yep. I was like, bitch, is that CGI? Oh, my God. That is. That is CGI. That really well much sense. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that they used that type of animation. Oh, so, what a nice walk yeah, down memory lane. And I was going to just add one more thing. The ending to the beauty. Well, the end kind of like battle scene between Gaston and the Beast and Gaston, uh, oh. Gaston just outright shooting him. That as a kid and growing up and still watching it because he has the gun, right? And he no, shot the beast. He stabs him. He stabs him. Doesn't he have a crossbow? Why do we all have a different idea about it? He stabs <laughs> him. Oh, God. In, like, gun, the right? side. No, what movie? Well, that's bleeding. No. Okay, well, I'm sorry. That's how it violent it must have seemed to me. Because yeah. 
the 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 um he did have a crossbow at one point but okay he didn't okay shoot him with I it. Correct. well okay well, well that's just me my memory no yeah he comes up he's he pretends to fall off the castle and that's he gets what it is the beast yep. to help him which is yeah and then he up. stabs and then him but, but, okay but the darkness of that Judas. scene and just like the really the no, the Brutus. intent that gaston <laughs> has coming after the beast just really like impacted me i just that scene always that shit gave me nightmares yeah, it was it was a really when I was a wee lad, I had weird dreams about a wee lad as a kid. Let me just go ahead and say it. My God! <laughs> Whoa! See, I'm glad I didn't catch that. There's things that Sarah says that I'm like, no TP, <laughs> no TP. Sarah and Gaston, yeah, no, <laughs> no uh, TP. I I don't shit myself with Gaston, but when I was a child, <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. Whoa, it was weird. That is, I was an so odd fucked. child. But you know what? Guess what? He had. Yeah, uh, dark hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. He's, he has so. this huge Adam's apple. Like, I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> but like, in relation to Sarah, what could you have thought that it was? He was a yeah. villain, and he had long dark hair. Okay, long dark so, hair. So surprise, <laughs> I was talk? attracted to him. When I was a kid, I didn't know. Yeah, when I when I was a kid, I didn't know what Adam's apple was. So when he talked, I was like, "What did he swallow? <laughs> what did he eat? What's stuck in there? It's like, <laughs> like, whoa." Over. All right. Well, that was a nice... that was the iconic moment. <laughs> We're all very confused about it. <laughs> Apparently, like, what did he do it? Gun. I'm so it confused. Okay. Um. So where are we? Oh, we're at uh starting the fucking episode. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about in this episode. We have this idea to. First, we thought underappreciated animated films. And then we were like, okay, well, let's just narrow it down to underappreciated children's films. You mean we didn't, widen it? We didn't <laughs> widen it. It kind of makes yeah. it wider. Yeah. Oh, well, Broadened no, it. Because if you just Broad- say all animated oh, films, now you're see. in like anime and like just, you know. So we're just staying. Oh, are we talking about anime in this episode? <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. So we're going to. Charlie was about, ready. <laughs> Charlie was like, I've got this. I, saw, I got this. I mean, Everybody Charlie- else sit down. No, dick or no dick, I swear you just got a heart on. Like it was just like swing anime, let's go. I love anime. Charlie just suddenly got a nosebleed. (laughs) (laughs) Eleven. All right. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna talk about underappreciated animated children's films, and we'll start with what are your two favorites, Sarah? Well, for this list, I came up with Muppet Treasure Island. Great film. It's got great musical numbers. I think it's super fun to this day. It's my favorite Muppet movie ever. Is Tim Curry in it? Yes, Tim <laughs> Curry is, oh, is Long that... John Silver. <laughs> it's a it's a dirty joke That's that Miss Piggy makes. Long John. That makes sense. You've been wanting to say that your entire life. I've said it many times over my mm. entire life. Thank you Such very much, G. Enthusiasm. Jean. All right. Anyway. Anyway, so the second one, I guess, because these two don't really have much to say about them, uh, is the Swan Princess. I thought you were gonna lead us, dude. <laughs> Damn, she just lead you to what? You like, you don't like what? Are, you two what don't about have Muppet Treasure of, Island? Is like I am afraid got, of puppets, but like I'm not gonna watch it with I you. I too am afraid of puppets. Watch I don't like them. Puppets I don't dig them. Scare me. It just got awkward. I don't I dig. Okay, moving on. No, I thought you were gonna be like, okay, well, this is Muppet Treasure Island. This is what I really like about it. Here are the cool scenes. No, let's okay. discuss those scenes. Okay. What I love about Muppet Treasure Island, other than the fact that Tim Curry is in it, it's wonderful. Everything else, just Sorry. some awesome stuff going on there with the Muppets. 
It's my favorite Muppet movie. I love the musical numbers. I just think it's a great, fun movie. And, you know, we'll get to it later, but there's a bunch of different ways to get through the actual Treasure Island theme, you know? Um, fuck, I don't know what to say. <laughs> fuck, you guys are just looking at me and I'm like, panic! <laughs> We're like at the disco. Yikes in the yard! All I can think about is puppets and people with their arms well, shoved does up it, inside does it ha- the characters. What, what is the feel-good family theme of the Muppet Treasure Island? <laughs> Other than Tim Curry being it's there. Tim Curry? Um, I mean, I don't know. I just like it. <laughs> What to tell it's, you? It That's awesome. her. It's oh. like iconic from yeah. my childhood. It fills okay. her with awesome. No, so much about this movie in terms of that's like disturbing for some reason. I love this movie. Why? Why you gotta hate on me? Because I love you so much. You make me sad. I gotta balance it out somehow. Because <laughs> I'm scared of puppets. I'm just throwing off my insecurities. Do you have another? Do you have another <laughs> underappreciated children's film? I do. I do. It would be the Swan Princess. Oh. You know, a lot of people, when they talk about underrated children's films, especially animated films, people talk about Anastasia and The Swan Princess. But what most people don't talk about when they talk about The Swan Princess is, la la la, The Swan Princess, is its sequels. Mm -hmm. So it's got several. It has sequels? It actually has more than I thought. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I've only Danger. seen one of them Will like Robinson. once. Well, I've seen three out of the five. <laughs> oh my God, there are five sequels. Yeah, there are I five sequels. I looked it up for this child. I looked it up before the podcast, and there are actually no, there's seven. What? So the? who the? Fuck? Yeah, there are seven Swan Princess films. Okay. Uh, some of them I think are mini films. They're not like full fledged films, but uh, the first three. Are fantastic. The third one is actually my favorite. Um, that's Swan Princess, The Mystery of the Enchanted Treasure. And I think what I love so much about it is uh, the focus on the character Rogers. He's hilarious. Rogers is the best. Rogers is the best. I but feel... he gets like a love interest in the third one. And it's the <laughs> cutest thing. That's and she ends up duck. being evil. About but What? what? Jean just said, is this movie about ducks? <laughs> I just, I just remember ducks. Kind of. I mean, oh, a swan. Oh, a, uh, there's a swan. The there's swan a frog. There's a turtle. There's a dodo. <laughs> there's a dodo. <laughs> there's a mockingbird. Okay. I mean, there's all sorts of. Th- there's two crocodiles. <laughs> Once again, so many animals. There's so many so animals. Many animal. they, most of them talk. Oh my. Well, it's great. Disney. And they sing. So. Yes. Or is it not Disney? No, it's no. not Disney. Okay. See, I'm trash. Like, I don't know this shit. All it's right, okay. Anyway. It's Continue. okay. Continue. Uh, anyway, but yeah, the third one's my favorite. Even though Rogers, uh, his love interest ends up being the evil witch. Uh, it, he's got a great musical number in it. And it's Aww, just fantastic. I love it that. Just, it, it, like, fills me with both joy and sorrow at the same time. It's Why sorrow? Because it's his breakup song. Oh. He's been, his <laughs> heart baby. has been broken. <laughs> this like 40 year old dude has just had his heart broken and he's singing about Rogers and Zelda. I understand oh. why this is your favorite. It's wonderful. So much angst. I was, I was just, angst. The only, the, really the only thing I wanted to add is my favorite, not favorite thing about the Swan Princess is how dumb Prince Derek is. Prince Derek is so dumb. He's the, and, and like the fact that Odette still decides 
to marry him and like be with him and mm-hmm. i'm just like Odette, you can do so this is, that's much a better. Common thing though. Oh, and like, he tries in, to hide shit from her. In and children's movies, not a good idea. In children's movies, the you know, I don't know. You have these great, like, smart, independent female leads, and it's like you have to have a love interest. So it's like she'll just bend over backwards for some guy that doesn't really do anything. The whole movie, like, like in Cinderella, I swear to God, the prince. Prince Charming did nothing. Like, he didn't well, do anything. The really unique, unique thing about... She was like, I'll marry me. you. And I'm like, why? Like, he just... He's not even the one who went to look for her. It's really but, weird. But, but the really <laughs> unique thing about the dumbass prince and yeah. the swan princess is that, like, everybody acknowledges how dumb he is. Rogers yeah. acknowledges how dumb he is. Odette His acknowledges how dumb he is. stupid friend acknowledges how dumb he is. His dumber friend acknowledges His dumber friend is just like, Derek! I just looked Don't. it up, and uh, I hate his haircut. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, he's got like a mullet. Oh, like, Derek. What's going on? It's I mean, I know this is an haircut. older film, but that's a mullet, dude. The vow I made he's the only. He's the only oh, hush. male love interest <laughs> you in, go home. that has a mullet that I've seen stop in a long it. time. Stop it, Derek. <laughs> Please stop that right now. Oh my god, look at this screenshot. We really can't talk about things that the, the listeners literally can't see. But anyway, yeah. oh, that mullet. Okay. That's when he's all like, I said you were beautiful. What, what else, else is, is there? there? <laughs> oh, that line came How from that movie. How to offend women movie? in five syllables or less. Mm-hmm. Thank oh you, Rogers, god. for that line, which that is I have a gif of. Awful. Okay, anyway. Rogers speaking the truth. I love Rogers. He's my fave. Uh, so yeah, well, yeah, so Swan Lake and uh, Muppet. No, I mean, the Swan Princess. You know, <laughs> not the same thing. Shut up, Jean. The third one's my favorite. Why am I on this podcast? Rogers, shut the hell Why up. Am I oh, hush. oh, hush. We're not going to do that. Don't make uh, us coddle you. Charlie, well, bitch, let's go. Okay. <laughs> Charlie, what's your, what are your Catch name? me outside. How about that? Oh, no, 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 no. I love you guys. No. no. There, don't give it fuel. <laughs> don't do it. All right. Charlie, what are your two favorite you. underappreciated children's films? Sorry, the looks there is giving me is making me want to crawl under my bed and die. It's okay, we'll find you. <laughs> so alive. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. My first underappreciated, underrated children's film that I want to talk about is Treasure Planet, which is a vision of the story Treasure Island yeah. set in space. Originally written, uh, the original story written by Robert Louis Stevenson. Yes. Originally. This is a fact. Yes, it is. I just thought I'd throw in a fact before I just start spewing yeah. my opinion everywhere. Because he looks like, like a motion vomit. Hey, no, I love Jim Hawkins so much. He reminds me of me in it, space. Actually. Oh, okay. So okay. Side note for the computer geeks, like computer video game geeks, like old LucasArts games geeks. The lead of Treasure Planet looks like fucking Guybrush Threepwood from Monkey Island. I'm serious. Okay, that's my only aside. All right. So All right. Cool. For the three people who knew that. Yeah. Rock and roll. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the gamers that are listening to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> though. Sure. All right. You guys can just go to hell. For you guys. <laughs> you know, because all five of our listeners, which are our close friends, including us. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah. No one listens to this. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's trash, like, honestly. But we're it having is. a good time. And we're having, having a good time. We're having a great time. <laughs> okay, so Treasure Planet is amazing. It's about this kid, Jim Hawkins, his stupid dad left for milk like 10 years ago and never came back. I don't really know what he left for. He just left. He left to buy milk. <laughs> <For> milk? <laughs> Cigarettes, way, milk. If you hear someone talking line. in the background, 
That's that's one of our friends. <laughs> her name's Fawn, and she's just sitting here with a beer watching us. So we have like a in the studio audience. Like we have yeah. a live studio audience. We're actually famous. So now. that's who that Tell is. your friends. All right. So yeah. So his dad left for milk. He went to the ready mart and he never returned. He never I don't know. Back. He left he left he went on for a ship. Cigarettes so and a like, ticket and I'm never assuming came home. he was like, I'd much rather be an adventurer than hang out with your mom and you. What a dick. I know. I know. Yeah. Yep. So I can you. totally get on board with the with the dad thing. Um. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Too real, Charlie. I'm sorry, I didn't Too know real. that Pulling about you. Pulling away. Pulling away. <laughs> oh God, no! Somebody got daddy problem. Okay, so too real. So is it okay? So his dad leaves when he's a kid. He's got a lot of problems. He's always getting in trouble with the uh, the popo, which are robots in this <laughs> fictional world. <laughs> Jesus. And he finds a map to Treasure Planet and hires or gets a professor friend to hire a crew so they can go find it. And the crew turns out to be pirates. It's wow. amazing. I never would have guessed. That also happened on Muppet Treasure Island, but they were Muppets. And Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my nightmare. Like, <laughs> I think you mean Charlie's like, nightmare. I get it to is go, my nightmare. I get to go on just any adventure. It doesn't matter. Like, I get to go on blank adventure, and it turns out they were Muppets. And I'm like, fuck me. Get me out of here. I think it's really appropriate. They take off their skin suit and really on the no! end. <laughs> They're all Muppets. I, I think it's really podcast. appropriate that mine and Sarah's like one of our favorite children's movies a piece is mine is in space, you know, because that's safer <laughs> than just being stuck on an island with puppets. <laughs> Fucking puppets. Those puppets. And Tim Curry. And Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> who is terrifying in his own right. Beautiful, but terrifying. Anyway. But Treasure Planet is amazing. I sob every single time. Oh my god, it's just about this kid finding himself. There's nothing else. It's not it's not like a romance. It's not anything else other like than this kid. Age. Yeah, coming of age, this kid finding self-confidence, going on an adventure, like fucking flying in space. It's, it was everything. He's gotten farther in life than I have. I saw yeah. it. Found myself. It was everything oh, 7-year-old me wanted out of life. I mean, and still do, really, honestly. You're definitely still 7. I I definitely am. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And I related to Jim Hawkins more than like any Disney That's princess. Okay, because I'm four. I love Jim Hawkins. Yeah. Is it an, a, a coincidence that the lead in Treasure Planet has a, the same haircut as the lead in your other fave, which is your second fave? It's on the list. Where's oh, the go? same there haircut? What are you talking about? The same, they have the haircut. same haircut. What are you talking about? What's your second? Fave? Okay, my second fave is Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Jean was trying to make a segue. I was. What that is? You know what? Sarah, just call me out. You know, I will. Like, I just did. Because your <laughs> segue was awful. I just did. Whose haircut does he have? They have the same haircut. Okay. Who? Fine. I don't. You need to pull up the picture. I wouldn't know. I've never seen no, both I can't movies. pull up the picture well, when no I saw one can see it. The second I can one. see it because I'm super confused. <laughs> yeah, he's got like an he undercut. Does, he does not have Milo Satch's haircut. Does he undercut? ever actually say the tame of it? They the tame both. of it? The name of it? It's, yeah. It's an undercut. Atlantis. Okay. The Lost Empire. Yeah. But anyway, it's an undercut. And Milo has the same little shaved on the sides undercut same fucking undercut get off my dick it's fine he doesn't but, <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway the worst episode we ever did i'm so proud atlantis the lost empire is another amazing film uh, about a super geeky little professor dude in the boiler room of a museum who nobody listens to thinks he's discovered 
I just looked at a picture. And uh, I take it back. They don't have the same haircut. (laughs) I told you that several times. Stop hitting the table. It hurts my ears. Sorry. Oh my God. So, but he thinks he discovered how to get to Atlantis. Nobody will listen to him because everybody thinks he's crazy, which, you know. Kind of is. Kind of is. Considering he's talking. A super old man who is friends with his grandfather uh, funds an expedition. An, expedi- an expedition to go to to find Atlantis and explore it, whatever. We're thinking of exposition. Ex- the exposition. It has great exposition. Anyway, uh, I'm sure it has. Yeah, it's quite. No exposition. <gasps> the novelization of it, though. Mm. I bet that would be good. It's I don't care about anything Atlantis except the mechanic chick because she's way hot and I just want relations with her. Well, uh, a lot of super cool things about Atlantis. Uh, the cast is super, super diverse for yeah. a Disney film. The Atlantean Empire and the Atlanteans, their race is amazing. Their culture is amazing. Their language is amazing. The And uh, Kida, who is the main female character, I'm not going to try to say her whole name. I, I'll try one. Kida Gakash? I don't know. Um, but... <laughs> Kita is like super badass. All bad the super ass. fans are going to send you hate mail now. Good job. She is... Um, All of them. For... I mean... I'm pretty... Like, she she passes the Bechdel test. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, she's a good female character. She is driving the plot forward. Can't be replaced by a pretty lamp. Yeah. Well, I mean, at what? what, at what I will say... No, it's one of the feminism tests. Yeah. Oh, okay. I will the say it, at one point, lamp. she kind of technically is, like, just a pretty lamp, but she comes back. She does stuff, though. She does stuff, yes. Like... She, she became, like, the shiny, glowing thing yeah. on purpose, and then she... Yeah. She became super powerful and did stuff. Yeah. She was uh, really cool. It's a really great film, strong lead female character. Mm-hmm. Um but not like, actual strong lead female character, strong, not yeah. just this parody of strong female character mm-hmm. that people are creating these days where they're all power and no Yeah, no personality. Yeah, no person personhood. And Milo Thatch is not your everyday lead male character. Again, scrawny little dude who has been studying languages his whole adult life and works in a boiler room. I love and him personally. I love him. And uh, speaks to a fake audience of masks and like dolls and shit. He made you know me realize that nerds like me got a chance with hot chicks. Did you watch this movie? Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I finally got around to seeing it. Actually, I saw it in fucking theaters. Thank you very much. When I was a kiddo, I did not get to. Came out. I saw it in theaters. And actually, there's a point at the end where they have like the big. <laughs> when you have the big the big crescendo at the end of the film, like the big climax of the film, yeah. where there's some kind of uh, apocalyptic shit going on, and like this yeah, Atlantis the, is being the destroyed. Of Atlantis mm-hmm. gets covered in some kind of hardening lava shit at the end. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're okay, talking well, about. Would you happened, like me to explain it? In a second. When that happened, and whatever the goop was, it covered over Atlantis, and it hardened. I was in theaters watching this, and I'm this, like, loudmouth kid that has no filter. And so when that happened, everyone goes dead quiet, because there's this sudden stillness in the movie when yeah, it hardens. So and good. I just went out loud, and the whole theater cracked up. I just went, oh, great. Like, just, like, <laughs> so funny. And, like, everybody in the theater died laughing. And all these kids, just, like, this angry kid in the back. I'm like, well, this fucking sucks. What are they going to do now? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> I oh, am <laughs> I am the twenty something in in a theater of a children's film at a matinee time wanting to 
kick out children from the damn movie. That's what you get for going to a matinee. Dude. I that know. Every pro knows to go Never go to a children's 10. film. Like a matinee show. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. Oh, my God. But I still think I should be able to kick children out of a theater. I'm like, you, you are not wow. respecting the art. Wow. Get out. Holy <laughs> shit. <Yeah>. <laughs> well, <laughs> just forget you heard Charlie say that. Uh, just clever. Charlie does not actually like to kick children. I love kids' yeah. films like, way too much. You. I just really want to enjoy them. Don't mm-hmm. sue us. Thank you. Nothing. <laughs> I didn't say anything. It's fine. Okay, fine. It's just sure. fine print. Yeah. Anyway, great movies. Really good themes in the both of them. Oh. The music in both of them is amazing. Uh, it and they're all and the animation is beautiful, even though it probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense in either of them. The science, don't think about it, just enjoy. There is no science. It's fucking Atlantis. <laughs> well, also in space they have like fucking barnacles on the side of the ship, and they never explain <laughs> barnacles like a space barnacle. So <laughs> if you want your, I require an explanation for the fucking space barnacles. Yeah. Again. So if you're looking for more of the the sci-fi aspect of yes your uh, children's movies you should go for charlie's picks and then if you absolutely. like musicals you should go watch mine <laughs> yeah all right i almost said charlie's pick was muppet treasure planet in space i got real confused but very anyway. don't ruin you treasure so planet for me by putting puppets there <laughs> they're muppets charlie so, uh, <laughs> I wish you guys could oh see the God. look on Sarah's face when she said they're Muppets because she made direct eye contact with Charlie like <laughs> like a fucking serial killer was like just like, they're Muppets. It's a... So Fawn thinks that a Muppet's a muffin puppet. I don't want to go there. Muffin I don't want to talk about oh, it. That's no. creepy. That some guy's hairy, sweaty arm has been inside of for the past three hours. I don't know. It's. I still feel like it's All a right. puppet and they just wanted a fancy well, this name. This podcast is going to hell fast. We're just in hell. It's great. Okay, so, so apparently it's a combination of the terms marionette and puppet. Did you oh, look it up? Oh, okay. She fucking looked it up. Yes, I did. Well, it's, it's good. I wanted you to know. know. Give people actual I knew that there was a reason for it. To yeah. be called that, and no, I this is up. this is why we need you on the this podcast. Is why cause... we need the internet. So, um, to, to look up what Muppets means. All right, <laughs> the true purpose it's of the turn. internet is to All answer. Right. Moving on to Jean's pick. Yeah, my picks uh, for underrated children's films. I don't even know if I can call the fucking Secret of Nim, which is one of my faves, a children's film. The it's a children's film. The the themes are so dark, man. Yeah, but like they let children watch it. But like so is Pete's Dragon. Yeah, a lot of children's films. The original was really dark. Have you ever watched The Black Cauldron? That shit is creepy. No, but I heard that if if you watch it, you'll cry a lot. Yeah, Yeah, I saw it once. And I remember nothing other than how sad one of the characters <laughs> well, was. Well, The Secret of Nim is about the horrific criminality, terrible animal abuse committed by the National Institutes of Mental Health. And so, like, Yikes. if you think about... Mm-hmm. I know! It's, like, such a fucked up, like, what? serious yep. adult themes. Like, yeah. and, and the owl? Don't even. The owl? Oh, the owl is I so cool. I owl. But, dude, scary as shit. I and can still hear the crunch of those, like, yep. bones. And the owl, the actually, a lot of the watching animation, as children? I'm Good pretty movie. sure the animation was worked. It was It's a Don Bluth film. 
And the owl animation is very reminiscent of the owls from Rockadoodle. So it's probably also a Don Bluth film. I'm not even sure. I'm not going to bother to look it up because I'm lazy. That's Sarah's job. So I'm not looking that up. I <laughs> am just going to comment on the fact that Don Bluth also did Pebble and the Penguin. Oh, yep. Continue. Oh, yep. Same animation. There you go. So there's that. So that's my <gasps> He also did number oh, one favorite. <laughs> if you haven't go there seen later. Secret of Nim, seriously, though, if you haven't seen Secret of Nim, and I'm not fucking oh, around. There's a you need to watch it. It's a it's a film that has such deep, dark, amazing themes that like it's really amazing for adults. Excellent film. Oh well, my gosh. I, and it's not it's not so the animation's cool. beautiful and creepy and lovely. And, and the themes aren't all dark. I'm and this is another one of those that I'll credit for it not it's not a romance. The main character, um Miss Brigsby. Miss mm-hmm. Brigsby. Yep. She Fris- Miss, Mrs. Frisby. Frisbee. But it was changed to Mrs. Brigsby during production. Okay. So Mrs. Mrs. Brigsby, she is raising literally because of the her kids all on her own after the death of her husband. And this whole movie is about her trying to get medicine, get help for her son. So she is just an amazingly strong female character in animation because she is doing all of this for her son. Yeah, and her son is like deadly ill, like going to die. Like these themes when I was a kid. Just, they're big things to take in when you're little, because I watched this when I was little. I mean, it's an old film. It came out in 1982, and it's, um, I mean, the anime, I mean, it's right out of the, you know, the 1970s, late 70s golden age of, of animation, which I think is a golden age. I think it's fucking beautiful, 1970s animation, but, so it was on the back end of that. So it was released in yeah. 82, the early 80s, and the, I remember watching it as a kid and just being floored by these i mean when i watched that movie i wasn't like oh yeah kids movie i was like leaned in and i couldn't peel my eyes from the screen because the themes are just like so dark and serious i'm like is he going to die and i'm just like oh i was so serious when yeah, I watched that movie. and the secret room is also about uh because mrs brigsby is a mouse and she has to join up with like a group of rats who are scary and to do but all the things that she has to they're do. fucking ingenious. But they're essentially revolutionaries because they're working to free, like if I'm not mistaken, it's been a long time, but they're working to free other mice, other rats. They're working to make sure this doesn't happen again. So it's it's a film about a lot of things. It's such a cool, it's uh, it's just, it's such a cool fucking story. It's, it's a badass story. So watch Crazy. it. Never it's seen amazing. It. I'm not going to give any more spoilers because it's a movie about a mother, Sarah. It's just too incredible. <laughs> I still haven't um, seen it. I think you should. It's a movie about oh, a mom. Badass. I think uh, you'd really. Yeah. My second favorite um, sort of not well-known. Well, it's kind of well-known, I guess, but it, I don't think it gets enough credit as an amazing film is mm-hmm. 1999, the iron giant. Yeah. Which, uh, who did that? Was it, what was the, what was the studio that did that? I mean, because it that wasn't, one, I obviously, don't know off the top of my head. it wasn't Disney. No, it wasn't. No. Obviously. I just no. don't know what the studio was. Oh so. my gosh, that's not what I was looking um, for. But it's, it's incredible. Uh, it's, it has, it stars Vin Diesel as the Iron Giant. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Cause he has, he has like very few lines, but like finding out it's Vin Diesel is just weird to me. Cause Vin Diesel does these like action. I'm so buff movies. So it was just awesome that he did this kids movie my favorite thing about the iron giant is hogarth hughes as a character he's awesome this little boy and he's just the coolest and i identified so much with him when i was a kid so much yeah Uh, i identify so much with like the the artist in the junkyard 
because oh of her addiction to coffee. <laughs> because of my addiction to coffee. Only because of that. <laughs> Specifically because of her addiction to coffee. Charlie's problem. <laughs> it's so good. Espresso. I just love that dude's like, uh, well, I guess we should say the name of the character. Yeah. What's, uh, his... what's, what's his first name? Uh, it's not, no, Kent Mansley's the bad guy. Yeah. Dean. 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 Yeah, Dean. I love Dean. I love everything about Dean, Call especially me the Dean. coffee. <laughs> and uh, also, if anyone touches my stuff, yeah. I am also very upset. Well, oh, Dean possibly has the best introduction of any character ever. Yeah. Was, <laughs> Just deep pants us in the middle of a diner. Fucking squirrel gets stuck in his pants. And it, like, Basically, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a kids' movie, but I mean, let's face it, the squirrel goes after his dick and he freaks out. He's like, the well, squirrel. Well, nuts. Once the squirrel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Once the squirrel has reached the dick, he's like, okay. And he just steps out in front of a restaurant full of people and drops the fly, which I thought was a hilarious moment for a freaking kids' movie. I know. And I, I, you know, I will say, Dean, you didn't have to turn in the direction of like the entire restaurant. You could have turned. Oh, yeah. But, you know. You you know, that's it's just fine. A- you could have just turned around, but it's okay. <laughs> Call me, dude. Most people needed that with their breakfast. <laughs> yes. And that's when he meets his later love interest, which is Hogarth's yeah. mom. Yeah. I'm with so a fucking glad that they're both. Pants. I'm so glad they're both raising Hogarth. That must have been an innuendo, right? I mean, the guy meets the lady and he has a squirrel in his pants. Like, I don't know. There's like, there's got to be something there. There's anyway. something squirrely there. <laughs> Maybe gonna, that's it. I'm going to ask you to leave. I'm going to need you to get out. I'm going like, to need you to move on. Right I'm, now. I'm taking your parking pass. <laughs> leave the company. Clean out your desk. Yeah, be gone. Be gone. <laughs> it's over. So um, um, I'm actually really sad that I didn't think about doing an, another, a different movie. What movie? Jack. Wait a minute. With Robin Williams. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So Robin Williams. Yes, I it did is. not ever it's watch that. It's a movie that. with uh, Robin Williams just... and Jennifer Lopez. And Jennifer Lopez? The dude who ended up being on Teen Wolf. I didn't know she was in that. I don't remember what his name was. Oh, no, it wasn't him. I'm thinking of uh, Made in Manhattan in that one. Uh, but in Jack, Robin Williams plays this is little boy who's in fifth grade as a 50-year-old Robin Williams. And the whole thing is that this kid has this disease where he ages significantly, and they ex- they entirely expect him to die before the age of 18. And the whole movie is just a really great coming-of-age movie, and the very ending has one of the saddest speeches I've ever heard in my life because it's wonderful, but it's it's now that... Robin Williams is gone. It's just so bittersweet because in it he's telling you about living your life to the fullest. And it's just such a great and powerful movie to me. And I've always just loved it. It's got great humor. I mean, it's got, I mean, unfortunately, Bill Cosby. But it was it was really <laughs> funny back then. I love the way uh, you said that. It just you went know, downhill. You're like, yeah, I, I love mean, it. It's got he's problematic now. I mean, he was probably back then, but we didn't know about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a funny movie. Fran Drescher was was, in it. That was 1996. And 1996 had actually just the nineties. The Mm nineties had some incredible live action children's movies, like out of, you know, of course the animation was great too, but the, the live action movies in the night, didn't Matilda come out in the nineties? Yes, And that Mm -hmm. was like an excellent 
Yeah. Kids movie. Like, that's a great adult movie. And I Jack was so... That, Jack as a movie was so powerful to me that even as a young child, I was just like, there's something going on here that's deeper than my current understanding. So after he died, I finally got around to buying the movie and I just cried my eyes out just because it's it's got so many amazing lessons in it about life in general and about learning to not let people hold you back and it's just it's just such a great movie so if you want to drink yeah. a lot watch that I'm, i just it's a good movie though. i read the really i just good. read the ending speech to that film and i like got tears in my eyes because i yeah, saw you just now imagine yeah no I, I was reading it and i was like, like just now <gasps> Now imagine a frail Robin Williams. Uh-huh. He's old. Well, he mm-hmm. looks old. Yeah. He's, I mean, yeah. he's supposed to be like physically 80 mm-hmm. in yeah. this because, you know, he's getting ready to die. Yeah. They didn't think that he would make it to age 18. And now he's graduated high school and he's an adult, a real adult. And he lived to see this moment. And it's just so great. Yeah. Robin Williams well, was amazing in dramas. Like, yeah. Patch Adams. Oh, I know we're gosh, talking about. I know we're talking about kids movies, but my favorite Robin Williams film was the one where he straight up walks into hell to get his wife because he does not accept. What movie was that? What movie was that? I remember that. That's going to bother me. Fawn, save us. What movie? You just watched it? Oh, Dead Poet Society was good too. I don't know. And Hook. Robin Williams is a. But that was my favorite one because. I, I have a problem with authority, so anybody just like straight up sticking it to the man and saying, I'm going to do this anyways. Yep. What Dreams May Come. What Dreams uh, May Come. That was oh it. my God, that it. film. It ruined me. Oh, yeah. it's a beautiful film too. I mean, it, it was available on Netflix for a while and I finally got around to seeing it and it's just stunning. Just a stunning movie. I haven't seen it yeah. so long. I really need so to watch it. So beautiful. I mean, this, this episode is so nostalgic. Well, yeah. Why are you surprised? (laughs) Uh, No, I know, but I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Like my heart uh, that I don't have. That's there. You do. It's just, uh, it's awakening. You like to pretend that you don't, but you do. Yeah, you really, you really do. We all have hearts. I like out fuckers. Yeah, yeah. We're here for all the best friends I ever had. You know, I just, I've been mostly (laughs) like talking about these, even the not well, except for Muppets, like been in. <laughs> been in tears, Don't almost even. in tears, talking about each of these films, even though we haven't been very serious, just because they're so important to yeah. like my childhood and who I am. Oh, amazing! Uh, so, um, let's talk about something that can either be wonderful or fucking terrible, which would be sure. animated sequels. <laughs> sequels to big animated films. Yeah, I, mean, I think we start with the good shit. Or well, I think specifically <laughs> oh, we're yeah. talking about Disney sequels. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, the only other sequel I can think of that isn't um, Disney is the How to Train Your Dragons, which was awesome. So. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely <laughs> 100% mean, amazing. There's yeah. not uh, so really. I think the good sequels, we'll start with that. All what right. What's a what's a good Disney sequel? Uh, like Simba's, Simba's Pride. Pride. Uh, it's a damn Pride. good Disney yeah, sequel. It's like the Lion sequel. King, too. Yeah. Okay. Kovu and Zira are like amazing I'm characters. I'm Kiara. <laughs> it's just the best. It's just wonderful. It is. They like have there's great characters. Mm-hmm. Andy Dick is hilarious. <laughs> they have just, amazing oh God, songs. I haven't heard the name Andy Dick. Yeah. 
And everybody oh. uses the phrase "roasty toasty princess" whether roasty you like it or not. Roasty toasty princess. Roasty toasty princess. That's a line d- delivered by Andy Dick. <laughs> wow, yeah, that makes sense. Andy, Andy Dick, Dick does not make it to the end of that film. No, I tried, mother. I tried. I tried. <laughs> so clearly, I haven't seen this because I have shit to say about it, but. Oh, but yeah. it's so good though. It's got great songs. Mm-hmm. I used it's to... got a lovely lesson. And yeah. for you know, when you're you're growing up in the nineties and everybody talks about the Lion King as like it's it's the dude movie. It's the boy movie. What? Yeah, yeah. They did? What? They Who totally said that? Okay, that. well in my elementary school they totally gendered the Lion All King. All I know oh, is I fuck had that. fucking Lion King light up jelly sandals. Bitch. Yeah. You know, you remember the jelly, jelly sandals? sandals. The jelly? I love jelly oh sandals. To yeah. this day, I yeah. love jelly sandals. Uh, I wish I could wear some right I now. I had Lion King jelly sandals. Bro. And I had, you know, when I, back in my, when gender was forced on me, mm-hmm. I had Lisa Frank fucking okay. jelly sandals. Oh, That's my God. Amazing. That's, That's on great. a whole other level. I was a like, baller. You were so 90s. I was a fucking baller. Wow. Yeah. I'm oh, super impressed. I was the 90s, 90s kid. But yeah, Simba's Pride, yeah. it had a really amazing <laughs> female character as the lead role. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. you know, she she was a princess, but she, she you know, other than being a lion, she was also different <laughs> from that. <laughs> she, I, I don't know, she had such great sass. Yes. You know, I just, I she adored took, her. She took everything anyone said to her with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every time I think of the Lion King now, I'm like... Um, I always think of the the Tumblr meme where somebody's like, I'm a perfectly normal adult. Fuck, I'm fucking attracted to a lion. <laughs> Everybody, when like adult Kovu shows up and you're like, oh, this is awkward for me. Awkward. I'm going to have to leave now. Is, this, is it bestiality if it's animated? Yes. <laughs> Why do they do that? It's Robin Hood all Sarah's over again. Positive. She's like, absolutely. I'm absolutely <laughs> positive. That's how furries get started. Oh my god. That's how they start. Well, I just don't understand why Belle they keep was doing the original it. Rob, the, the animated Robin Hood is the most well, like Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh my god. Why no. was that fox so handsome? Oh, Foxy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was Foxy. I was just thinking the same thing. Uh, oh my god. I'm why brain, was that you? Why was that fox? so foxy i i you know i we talked about this didn't we yeah. we talked about this and i it's, it was that elbow fur that elbow fur i don't i don't for me it was like his grin he was just like that i know that devilish smirk yeah he had that swagger but it was subtle there was subtle hashtag swag there were subtle things in the animation like the little fuzz coming off the elbows like you're so scruffy like oh my gosh it's so little animation and the thing is like both the foxes were hot so i wanted you know i just think it's unhealthy because i was you know i was even queer back then like i'm like an eight-year-old i want to have like a threesome with foxes like what the fuck's going on why disney why i don't even know what a threesome is but i'm like of course back then i'm a kid so i'm like i want to hold hands with both of them at the same time this is kinky <laughs> well the second sequel on our list is <laughs> aladdin and the king of thieves we segue we, yeah get there away is from, none let's get away from gene and not when insanity. sarah does it before they sarah just sued. jumps from one topic to the other it's yep. fine we nope, don't need to we segue. gotta do it we gotta do it yeah well, you Aladdin and the King segue. of I'll Thieves. I'll never fucking forgive you. That's fine. Oh, well, you'll get over it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, is we skip to the third of the Aladdin sequels, to Aladdin and the King of Thieves, which was great. Yes. Aladdin yes. getting open to know his sesame. Father. When he said yeah. "open sesame," I was like, 
I, I, I said that at grocery stores for months afterward. I would like, I'd tell my, I'd look around at my mom, and be like, wait here, and I'd go Did up to like the, the sliding sesame? door, and I'd say, open, open sesame, sesame. <laughs> and I'd let right. us into the grocery that's store right. every time, and I'd let us out. She was upset. Oh, that's right. There, you know, in you know, when you've got the VHSs of these movies, and they show previews for upcoming movies, they mm-hmm. had a, in one of the movies, I don't remember which one. A preview for Lion, or Lion King, Aladdin and the King of Thieves, and it had that moment in it. Open sesame, and it was just so dramatic. I loved yeah, it. Yeah. it was so the drama. Really, that the was drama. a really nice voice you just did. Oh, thank you. That was really. <laughs> That was intense. I was like, damn, where'd that come from? I take Aladdin and the King of Thieves very, very seriously. seriously. <laughs> Jerry Orbach was the bad and guy. And it was amazing. Can't do that but the music is fantastic in this movie. <laughs> Segway. It's just great. <laughs> I, I love the music in this. It's It's got some really great songs, and they brought back Robin Williams for it. Good. And it it was just great. I, I yeah. loved that one. It was a great Best sequel. Moment. I thought it was... I. Again, watched it way more than the first two. Yeah. I I still have seen it way more times. Totally weird, but okay. The best is like when the in the original when he's like a little bit of baklava, <laughs> like all these triangles. I don't know. I don't know what it is about the first one I'm that like, just didn't appeal to triangles? me as much as the third one. When I, was I guess kid. because the third one had such great interpersonal relationships. Yeah. And I I guess I just like the music You're better. You're like saying intelligent yeah. things, and I'm just like. Baklava. Hey, look, look. When you're a kid and you don't know what the fuck baklava is, and in Aladdin he goes, and all these triangles, you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It was just like a great. I don't even remember that part. So that should tell you how often I've seen the original Aladdin. And like you become reacquainted with the things that you saw when you were a kid and this time you know what it means and it's like the weirdest Aww. like trivia you're like I just remember seeing all these triangles and like what the fuck <laughs> uh, I just I love I wanted an explanation that I, I never Aladdin got so much and I just I love re- that character I just want to reiterate the fact that I love Jerry Orbach so much oh. and you know he was Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast and he was <laughs> the bad guy in Aladdin and the King of Thieves and I just the new I loved him so much. I cried my eyes <laughs> out when McGregor. he died. Ewan McGregor. Why? Whoa! Did you just say why to Ewan McGregor? I heard that his French accent was quote unquote offensive. <laughs> it is quite horrible, but it's Ewan McGregor. All right. He's got a great singing voice. It's. Did you see that Ewan one McGregor. post on Tumblr where everybody was like, when he's dancing uh, in a spaceship? Uh, uh, Ewan McGregor. I will do literally anything <laughs> yes, I- in order to get an Obi Wan movie. <laughs> and Disney's like, "Are you sure?" And he's like crying, and he's like, "Yes." <laughs> and then it shows a picture of it. It's Lumiere. I love that. I Whatever it takes, Ewan. <laughs> Whatever it takes, you do it. Oh. Get that movie. I don't want right. to see anybody else play Obi Wan Kenobi. No. Sequel. What's a bad sequel? Oh, wait. We skipped one. I'm sorry. I skipped one. Yeah, because Beauty and the Beast and China Christmas is, is actually my favorite All right. Disney sequel. Go on a tangent. Other than, other than Simba's Pride, I would Here say. Here we go. Okay. So <laughs> Beauty and the Beast and China like Christmas a is a clearly a Christmas movie, and it's sort of a mid-quilt because it takes place Damn, within I thought it was the universe of the first movie. I don't know what you said, so I'm just going to ignore it. Uh, what did you say? I did not the hear. definition of our entire friendship. 
Nobody knows what Jean said. We're just kidding. Shut up. That's they totally say crazy not how No, I'm going to admit, like, I am out of my bonkers ass mind, and I know it. It's fine. Okay. I said I thought it was about Easter. Were you being a smart aleck? Yes. That's rude. <laughs> Go watch Rise of the Guardians. Rude. Anyway, I loved this movie. It had it also had great songs. It had um Bernadette Peters as an angel. Yeah. Just like she is. And it was fantastic. Uh, what? Oh my god, Bernadette, Bernadette Peters. I uh, just I don't know where to begin. I mean, she, she played Sophie great. in Anastasia. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good impersonation of Sophie. But that's uh, also a really good impersonation Sophie. of Bernadette Peters. Sophie from Anastasia and Vlad so hard. Oh, well, yeah. So like, hard. yeah. I mean, so hard. they're so cute. They're it's so cute together. Amazing. In Beauty and the Beast and Chana Christmas really bridges the gap emotionally between the Beast and Belle. <laughs> that we're missing in the original yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, something there does a, a good job of it. Yeah, but, but it, do, it does seem a little rushed sometimes. Yeah, and Enchanted Christmas really slows that down mm-hmm. and gives gives so much more depth to their relationship by doing this. And it, I don't know, I just always loved it. It just meant a lot to me as a kid. Yeah. I'm such know. a mature person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I get that, like, Simpa's Pride yeah, did that I for this kid, like uh, analyzing this film in like this really mature way, and I'm like, wow, I would have just been like, it's pretty. Well, I, there's a moment in Beauty and the Beast and Chant of Christmas, and it's a song where Belle makes her own book for the Beast. Aww. and you know, books are her thing. That's what she loves, and she takes the time to write this book, to illustrate this book for him, to patch it up, and wrap it and everything and the whole movie is about what Christmas is supposed to be about and it's about love and care and friendship and generosity and compassion and even after everything that the Belle and the Beast (laughs) that Belle and the Beast have been through she still wants to do this for him and it's it's just really nice and the way that she goes about it is so personal so deeply personal to her and it just, I just thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. God. Well, <laughs> I don't know how to top that one. <laughs> Let's talk about something shitty. Yeah. Mulan, Mulan 2. two. <laughs> oh, no. You guys, like, I... Trash. Mulan 2 is my guilty pleasure. Like, what? It's it's for, like, the extra Mulan content. And, like, I just... I was watching I it. I was like, I was like, this is, awful, this is awful. This is awful. This is awful. But, fanfic. oh, Mulan is so cool. I want to be her. a question. Yes. She's a... No. <laughs> she didn't do it in the first place. Fawn. Fawn. Leah Salonga. Uh, Leah Salonga. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Fawn is our um Fawn is our uneducated audience. Leah Salonga is a beautiful angel of a human being. You should just look her up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Leah Leah Salonga did the singing voice for both Christina Aguilera has all the hype about it. Okay, the reason why is because 
Disney had the tendency back in the day to, at the end of all of their movies, have one pop song. Oh, so yeah. they would have these pop people do the, the, the pop version of the main song in the movie. So you've got this really groovy form of Beauty and the Beast at the very end of Beauty and the Beast. And it's a tennis song. Well, they just did that where... Um, uh, who, who, sing, who sings the Beauty and the Beast at the end of the film in this new one? It's a uh, I don't know. Oh, Ariana uh, Grande and, and John Legend. Yep. I haven't heard it yet though because so I was waiting to see. The they movie. do the fancy pop. Is it really good? Thing. I mean, they both have beautiful voices, so it's not like not good to listen to. Anything's better <laughs> right? than the end of Anastasia. But, Anastasia's just. But a when film. I was listening, I will listen to that song all the time just for that movie so I can just imagine like Anastasia and Dimitri you know <laughs> on the Titanic uh, no they won't survive <laughs> <laughs> no they'll both make terrible decisions oh, no oh my god um, <laughs> is that what the movie this, Titanic is about it's like the sequel to Anastasia right? no my god <laughs> back to Mulan 2 we are not gonna go down that road um <laughs> One of my favorite things about Mulan was her three friends. Yeah, the, those three dudes. Oh, yeah. And then they got pushed into a romantic thing, mm-hmm. that whole movie. And it was awkward. And I hated it so much. What do you mean? Who was romantic? Yeah. All three of those dudes. They yeah. were all pushed into relationships with three princesses. Oh, wait a minute. They're gay as folk, though. <laughs> bro no that's a fucking yep. poly relationship like what are they doing it's obvious that they're gay i don't know about that but i yeah, still think I it's stupid oh, yeah it, it was it, it was it was forced it was super forced that whole film was super forced like the whole thing between mulan <laughs> realize whoops we made them gay quick heterosexual well it was Terrible. just a plot device was yeah exactly it was just it was. it was just a plot device to just keep on moving it and it had weird animation for Shang. Like, yeah. if you if you look at if you Google any type of images for Mulan two and Shang, uh, you'll you'll come up with some pretty great facial expressions that Shang does throughout this movie. And it's his crazy. And, his and Mulan's whole fight made me mad. It like, was ridiculous. It I was... mean, they they fought for stupid reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jean found it. Jean sees. Yep. Jean it knows what so I'm talking weird. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. So, but if you want to talk bad animation, yeah. let me tell you guys about this movie called Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Oh, my God. Hang on, let me look at it. You can't do a Hunchback 2. They did a Hunchback 2. They yeah. did. Oh, my they God. They did. This girl comes from the circus, and she comes because... One of the bells in the bell tower has these special, beautiful gems in it. And she comes to seduce Quasimodo. What the fuck? In order to steal the bell for her master in the circus. You mean the jewel? Or does she want to steal the whole bell? The whole bell. Wait, whoa. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. That's great. They steal steal the the whole bell. bell. That doesn't make any fucking sense. 
Wow, because the inside of it is encrusted with gold and gems. And okay, things. I got it. I thought there was like a jewel that someone hid. In the no, it's not just like, one. It's the whole that. thing. Yeah. The animation Talk about really bad terrible, animation. Though. Yeah. If you Google that, you'll see. I mean, I go mean, ahead. It's, it's awful. awful. It's terrible. It's God. so low quality. And I remember I wanted this movie so bad. I wanted it. Mo- I wanted it so bad. And my mom got it for me for Easter. She put it in my Easter basket. I've got a picture of me and my Easter basket and this movie. <laughs> You're a goober. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want for Easter, Sarah? Hunchback of Notre Dame 2! <laughs> it's like, this animation is like they're making fun of it. Oh, it's so bad. And the voice acting? They changed the voice acting The somewhere. only thing that looks remotely the same so is bad. the goat. The <laughs> goat. <laughs> the goat's the only one You're who made it through the Sorry reanimation process. to fuck up process. a goat, I guess. In the, in the storyboarding. Exactly. The goat made exactly. it, guys. The goat survived the and reanimation. And, you know, I, I ended up keep shaking that... myself because, like, the the dude, the bad guy, was hot. What Until he took fuck? off his girdle. I just saw him. And then and I was like, looks... oh, no. Okay, no, he's the not... inside of... <laughs> Terrible. The inside of that Sarah. bell does not look real. Somebody would have seen that not hot at all. from like a mile away. The sun would have shone in the wrong direction. <laughs> I'm looking at the bad guy. I'm just like, Sarah, 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 baby, Sarah, darling. I, we'll have a problem. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. It's ruining oh, my life. Honey. Slowly but surely. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lord, help me. Indeed. This, this animation is just heinous. <laughs> you go home, it's dear, and you so pray. <laughs> you pray that Jesus you go sh- shows you, you another kink. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I need a new type. Please. Please. Help me. Help me, oh sweet baby Jesus. Help me. <laughs> yeah, so terrible animation. Not a single good song in the bunch. Not a good one at all. Oh whatsoever. man, it's bad. And it's terrible because the Hunchback of Notre Dame had some of the best music I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. the kid between Esmeralda and Phoebus looks nothing like Esmeralda at all. No, at all. Like none of her genetics. He is like he's whiter than either of them. <laughs> exactly. That did not come from that. Let me tell you, that's not how genetics work. It is not. Good job. <laughs> Poor actually. <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna get into genetics. Yeah. So skin phenotypes can jump many generations, but it's very unlikely. Yeah, it's very unlikely, and it should not have been that way in a Disney film. Hey, no, no. <laughs> if anything, they anyway. should have made sure to diversify that uh, child. Okay. Yep. Oh my God. So, and uh, the last one on our list of bad animated sequels yeah, is. An hour. Wow. Six this is going to be so much fun cutting down. Uh-huh. Uh, is Aladdin Return of Jafar. That's just awful. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it is pretty bad. Like, Jif- I barely nope. remember it. Like I, I, remember I still watched it more often than the first one. I remember uh, a lot of sand and Jafar being in the yeah, desert. That's, that's not true, Sarah. You totally watch the first one more often than the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you talking to yourself in third person? No, again? I'm calling myself out. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> she does that sometimes. She just slips yeah. off into third person. Yeah, I do that sometimes. You gotta watch that. We gotta keep an eye on her. Yeah. No, I, th- that's <laughs> like... Too late. <laughs> referring to yourself in third person is the first step to being a superhero. It's like, I do it fairly often, you know? Because <laughs> I'm I'm working towards it. Yeah, I, I want to be yeah, I want to be a superhero. Sarah wants to be an antihero. We have to start referring to ourselves in third well, person. An antihero. We talked about yeah, the good. So, so we can wrong. face off. We talked <laughs> about the bad and the ugly. And uh, yeah. close out the episode. For real, though. <laughs> 
to close out the episode real fast, we'll just go through a, a strange gonna... string of honorable mentions. Oh, here we go. <gasps> are you ready? Wait, are you gonna give them due credit? Or are you just no, gonna? We're just gonna go through. Here we go. We could. We could. Hang on. Hang on. Here. 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 Okay. Honorable mentions for underrated children's films: Ovs, Anastasia. Anastasia. The Goofy Movie. The Goofy Movie. The Black Cauldron. Balto. The, the, the prince, prince of Egypt, Egypt. Brother, Brother Bear, Bear. Titan, Titan A.E., okay. the, the Rescuers. Rescuers. Oh my god, I love that one. Fern, Fern Gully. Fern Gully's so good. Spirit, Spirit. Stallion of the Cimarron. I give I that, that spirit finger. <laughs> Spirit of that. the cinnamon. <laughs> I do that sometimes too. A brave like, little toaster. He's oh so my brave. Oh, oh my chicken god. Run. Chicken run. Mm-hmm. Chicken run. And James and the Giant Peach. Holy fuck, James and the Giant Peach. It's frightening. Yeah. That's amazing. I have a lot of great. weird fears. Yeah, like Muppets and James Muppet. and the Giant Peach. <laughs> they have little beady eyes in James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, it's, it's just true. Well, it's the he does. It's, it's like, and they kidnapped a kid and the like in New York. It's creepy. super I weird. I like the claymation cool. in that. It's super cool. I really see it. My favorite part was at the very end after the credits. They had a like fake game that had the aunts in it. What so, the fuck? <laughs> I never. What the fuck? Yeah. I didn't know that. You should look it up on YouTube. It's I'm really scene. angry that I didn't find that Easter egg. Well, when you're a kid, the credits start to roll. You just spit that VHS out, and you're like, bye. We rented that I, shit from I, I Blockbuster, like to to and the whole music. my sibling watched it <laughs> a bajillion times. And I hated them for it. Oh, so nostalgic, guys. Mm. So much nostalgia. All right. Well, we did kids' movies in the worst way we possibly could have, because we are all trash and cuss a lot. So this is just for adults. We talked about bestiality. Yeah, I never brought that up. You you guys talk about. You even did it before the podcast. That growl. Because it was weird. It was a weird at the end of the live action. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it It was like a weird thing where Belle was all like, I don't know, she was like, you should grow grow a beard. beard, and then he growls at her, and I'm like, guys, you're like in the middle of a room. In there are people movie. here. There are, there are children in this room, and oh he, that was not quiet. Y'all need to go somewhere. Ugh. That's inappropriate. So um, we don't have any news, pop culture, and current events for you, except for the fact that Sarah, who we talked about last time, she had um, surgery, and yeah. she is alive. She's fine. You didn't know. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, she's, I've been talking this she's whole been time. in the whole episode, so obviously. If not, she's a yep. really successful ghost. So, she uh, lives. They cut out my thyroid yep. and some other stuff. Thyroid is gone. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. She lives. I've got this lovely little scar. We will not have so long of a hiatus between this and our next episode. No. We we just had a lot of crap happen. Not just the surgery. We also had, like, other things go on. There was spring break. So those two did their vacation together, and Mm -hmm. I was left alone. (laughs) That's fine. I'm not bitter about it. It's okay. (laughs) They went to the beach. (laughs) I didn't. It's okay. Yeah, we did. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we did. You would have hated it, man. We camped out. It was terrible. We got sand everywhere. Awesome. I loved it. I loved it so much. It's everywhere. It's gross. (laughs) Irritating. (laughs) You always have to make a fucking Anakin reference. Who wrote that? I don't know why. Because I've never seen the prequels. So, Oh, my Christ. Like, that's one of the worst lines ever. Just no, it's just the worst line delivered. Oh, <laughs> just, oh that's all right. <laughs> oh, Hayden. All right, well, Sarah, you want to uh, transition us out of the end of the sure. episode, my love? 
thanks for listening to this week's podcast of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's opposite day. Keeping it. Staying in. Take two. (laughs) That was my Hayden Christensen impression. (laughs) Instead of closing out, we're actually starting the show. She hates sand. (laughs) It's Carson irritating. Gets everywhere. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode of That Plot, though. Our opening theme music is by royalty-free composer Kevin McLeod. You can find all episodes of that plot, though, on iTunes and SoundCloud. And links to those are in the episode description. And if you love us, please leave us a review on iTunes because the iTunes rankings are super important for podcasters. For a second there, you said it like Bear Grylls. You went all, I'm Bear Grylls. <laughs> I'm going to drink my own piss to stay alive. I did my best. You're like, our opening theme music is best. by royalty free composer. Best. Kevin McLeod. (laughs) (laughs) This week's special guest. Just kidding. And guys, Facebook.com slash that plot though. Twitter handle is that plot though. And we're at that plot though dot com dot (laughs) dot (laughs) cumbler. That's the darker side of Tumblr. No, you've heard that, of the dark net. That plot now comes. That plot dark blur. Tumblr.com. And that plot, though, as always, is spelled with T H O at the end. That plot, though. So, yeah, that's it. All right. And this is a brand new podcast run by three people with no money. So, if you enjoy that plot, though, and want to help us stay on the air, consider donating to our PayPal. Please. To do that, you can go to our Facebook and click the donate button, or you can go straight to the PayPal and use our email address. That is thatplotthough at gmail.com. Thatplotthough, spelled T-H-O. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. We Bye. Hopefully. I'd like to have a 1-800 number. That would be cool. Call 1-800. Is that copyright? Can we sing? Empire.